Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this day. Father, we are grateful that you sent your son so that we would be with you again. Lord, the sacrifice that was made was because you loved us and you wanted to be with us. So, Father, for that we say thank you. And this morning we want to celebrate that, God. We want to uh, just praise you and just give you all the glory for what you did and are continuing to do in our lives. Let I pray for your word to go forth this this morning, God, and it would, I pray it would bring encouragement. I pray it would bring joy. I pray that it would bring peace. I pray that it would bring an understanding to who you are and who you're calling us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So uh, we started a, a series a couple of weeks ago, and uh, actually it came, it was going to end with this one today, and We've had some questions over the last few uh, weeks that we've been asking. And, you know, uh, why does bad stuff happen to good people? Why do I feel this way? And today, to go along with, uh, with Easter Sunday, Easter Sunday, sorry, Matt, um, to go along with uh, Easter Sunday, why did he die on a cross? Right? Somebody could have died in so many ways and so many things, and, 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 and maybe that's a question you've asked, or maybe it's something that, that you don't, you really haven't ever put together, and I thought um, maybe today would be a great day that we answer some of, those, you know, some of those thoughts and some of those questions that why did it happen this way? What was the importance of it? Kind of why, why did all of this have to happen? Why did Jesus have to go to the cross? And some get tripped up on this. Some, you know, probably really haven't even thought past why and, and just understand that he, that he loves and, 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 and he accepts. But there, but there was this overall purpose, and I think it started a long time ago. And um, what we're going to begin to see and what we're going to begin to notice are certain points and certain uh, things that came about that brought us to the place of him having to go to the cross. And I want to start off with a word this morning, and the word is disobedience. That's where it all started. You guys ever heard of a Adam and Eve? You ever heard of them? Adam and Eve in the, in the garden had access to everything, walked with the Father, had all this going on, and Satan comes in and he manages to deceive them and in that de- in, the, in 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 them being deceived we see this first point of disobedience the disobedience came because he said don't eat from that tree and they did Eve took first and then he said hey Adam come here sucker i want to share something with you and from that point there, we started to go down this road that we needed now to get back to the Father. So after that comes in, we have this thing called sin. And what sin did, it separated us from God. So when that moment, when they bit, all of a sudden, they walking around naked, like just birds in the sky walking around, 
You and I tried pulling that off. Today we're going to end up at Cedar Park uh, City Jail very quickly, right? But they're walking around. Sin comes in now. And sin comes in and what it begins to do, it begins to separate us from God. And now there's this sense of a curse that has happened and was going to happen from generation on that we would live unlike Adam and Eve lived with this freedom and with this ability to be in the presence of God and understand his love and understand who he was. So something had to come because at that point we weren't going to die, guys. We were going to live in in, in this garden. There was no sense of death. That one bite introduced death to each and every one of us, to our world, to who we are. And then we move into something else that we call, um, at, at that point there, what we ended up finding out was that people were incredibly weak. People couldn't manage... And they couldn't keep pure. So every day, people got worse. Our culture got worse. People were doing things that they had never done before. They were now open to the enemy, Satan, coming in and bringing accusation all the time. Today, you and I sometimes live in this way. We, we live accused. And that accuser, his name is Satan. And what he does is he comes in and he makes you feel the worst you can possibly feel. He, met, he, he, he makes you understand just how separated you can get from God. Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as though one man's sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. And it's in that weakness there that God said, we need to fix this, guys. We need to figure out how to make this right. We need to figure out what's going to bring us back. So God, in in this long-suffering, he gave people a chance. And this is how the chance happened then. Sarah mentioned it a little bit, but there was a sacrifice that happened once a year where the priest would come and would take blood and walk into the holies of holies and take the blood and atone it, what that means is he would bring it to God for us so our sins would be forgiven. That was once a year that that happened. But what ended up happening and, why, and, and how he gave us a chance was God hoped that when that happened that that might bring some change and that might cause us to think differently and act differently, but it didn't. Instead, things just got worse. And we talked about this in Leviticus uh, 17.11. It says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement for the souls. And then Hebrew 9.22 says, And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood, and without shedding of blood there is no Remission. The problem here, guys, was they were using the blood of animals, and the blood of animals of the blood of animals could not get to the root that caused all the problem. The sin in the human nature. 
Because like I said, after their sins were forgiven, man, we didn't take on this new life. We didn't take on this new attitude, but we continued to live in a sinful way. And we continue to go on sinning. And this is where it starts to get really good because God hated that. God hated that. God hated that we were separated from him. He hated that there was this gap between us. So he begins to say there's something that he needed to do about this. There's something that needed to change. And it needed to be more than what we had currently experienced. And then he began to look. He began to look for someone. But he needed somebody that was blameless. He needed somebody that was not full of sin. He needed to be about and find a human that hadn't been cursed by sin, that, that hadn't been tempted and fallen into temptation. He needed somebody that was blameless, and he looked and looked, and he could find no one. He could find no one. Today, you and I, if we were to look really hard, guys, and we would scour the earth, the same would happen. We would find no one that was blameless. Because today, without the cross, we would continue to be full of sin. Ezekiel 22.30 says, So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not prosper but have everlasting life. And then 17 goes on to say, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. So God found somebody. And he sent his son. And what we begin to learn from what Jesus did, and we begin to see this, this change, we started in disobedience, now we begin to learn obedience. We begin to see what Jesus does. Because him being man, he had to take on what all of us have to go through, what all of us are tempted by, he was also tempted. The difference between him and us was he was blameless. He got tempted and said, get back, Satan. Uh-uh, not today. I'm not going to fall into this because I have a purpose, because I have something that the Father has sent me here for, and I'm not going to mess that up. And that purpose, guys, was you. And me, that we would have access to the Father again. Philippians 2.8, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and began obedient. He became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And there's something here, guys, about being blameless that we have to really understand here, guys, because... The depth of what and, 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 and how much this really means 
you got to catch this because it required somebody to be blameless to go to the cross so he could endure the cross and take on all the sin that man had. You and I think about one day, guys, just process this for one minute. You ever try going one day without doing something wrong? You ever try going one hour? It's pretty tough, right? And I think sometimes we, we think that if you haven't read the book, that you don't understand just how often Jesus was tempted. How often they, he tried to get knocked off to blemish what God needed to be blameless so you and I could experience freedom. Jesus was tempted very much. For 40 days, he fasted. And through that fast, at the end of that fast, he came and was, and it was, and, and he was face to face with the enemy. And the enemy came at him. And all Jesus did was said, no. And he used this book. We talked about this last, last week. He used this book to, to fight what the enemy was trying to throw at him. Because he knew the purpose, he knew the reason why he needed to do this because he needed to be the sacrifice that would bring us back to the Father. And I think there's something there, guys, and this is where the question really comes to play and why we're, we'll begin to answer this question is Jesus' death on the cross. There was something that all the suffering that he went through, all the things that he had to take on. Anybody hear what a cat of nine tails is? It's a whip that had literally nine tails on it, and on the end of those tails were, were, were bone fragments. And if you've ever grabbed any type of a bone and you've ever seen one snapped, they can get a very sharp edge on them. And part of what he had to do and part of taking, taking that and taking the cat of nine tails and being whipped 39 times by that, because it would come in and every time it would come in, guys, it would literally rip the flesh off of his back. They say that you could see some of his organs, that that's how deep this went. But you have to understand that that needed to go that way because he was atoning our sin. He was taking that so we wouldn't have to take it ourselves. And so he goes through that. And he did it. And he walked through it. Because he knew that the cross had to happen so you and I, so you and I would experience the debt being paid for us. He paid a debt for us, guys, a debt that you and I today would not be able to bear, would not be able to pay back. So we would be with the Father again. And he did this for one reason. He, he did this for one thing, and that's because he loves you and me. It's because he loves us. 
So why did he go to the cross, guys? Summarize all of that by saying this, because you're loved. That's why he went to the cross. That's why the cross was experienced. That's why that death happened was so you would experience freedom from death. Physically, our bodies are going to die. But eternally, our souls are going to live. And they're going to live with the Father. They're going to live with the Son seated at the right hand of the Father. And that's the promise that you and I have when we come into relationship with Jesus. When we receive what he did, it connects us back to the Father. And we're able to hear him say loud and clear that he loves us. And I don't know where you're at this this morning. I I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know if, if, if you are unable to process this love that God has for you. But I want you to understand that the reason why that Jesus went to the cross was for you. Push everyone else out of this room right now and just think of yourself sitting here and the Father speaking over you this morning wants to echo into your heart that he loves you. That he loves you. What a better, there's just nothing better than that, guys. There's just, there's, there, there, there's, there's, there's nothing more that we could ever want but to have the Father love us and us be in relationship with him again. Chris, can you come up? You know, uh, un- until about 13 13 years ago, actually, man, 14 years ago, I thought I had a good picture of what the Father was. I thought I had a good picture of, of what it seemed, what I, what, what I thought the Father felt of his kids. And then over 14 years ago, I had the opportunity of becoming a dad. And um, there's a video that that we watch often, probably more than we should sometimes. But um, there's a video of my son, and, and he's born, and the nurse has him, and, and she has him inside of this, I don't know what the little thing with the light is called that they put the babies in. And he's, he's in there, and, and she's saying his name. And we were pretty new to Texas at that time, and she had this very strong southern just twang in her voice. And I'll do my best to share with you what it sounded like. She says, Abram Michael. Abram Michael. And she just kept saying his name and just, and just rubbing him and just and doing it. And, 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 and Abram took a few days to actually, before his, before his eyes opened for the first time, But she just kept saying, Abram, Michael. And I'm sitting over here listening to her call my son's name. And something in me, something happened that for the first time, I think I understood what it sounded like when the father calls our name. This feeling inside of me that said, that's my son. 
That's my son. And I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm going to love him. I'm going to give him whatever I can because he's my son. And this morning, guys, because of the cross, you can hear the Father call you by name this morning. And he wants you to know that you are his kid. You're his kid. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you've seen. I don't care what the enemy is tormenting you with. You're his son this morning. You're his daughter this morning. That's what you are. And then the first time that I got to pick up my son, she had him and I put him in my arms. And I remember looking at him, wishing his eyes would open, but they didn't open, looking at him. And I could just think, I don't want anything to happen to you. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. You're my kid. And I'm going to do the best that I possibly can to make sure that you understand how much I love you. And guys, that's how I feel the Father thinks about us, that this morning he's making every opportunity to show us how much he loves us. And would you just, would you just receive that this morning? Would you just open your heart to that this morning? Would you just say, God... I want to hear my name. I want to hear your voice. I want to know that the cross was for me. And that's why he went to the cross, guys. Because he wants you to hear your name as he calls you, as he pulls himself toward, as he pulls you towards himself this morning. To hold you, to cover you, to let you know that you are his. We're going to put another video on here real quick and the band's going to come up and we've got a few more things that we're going to do. But would you allow these next moments, please, allow these next moments to hear the Father's voice. And for some of you that go, Eric, I don't know what that is. I don't, I I hear people say that, but I don't know what it is. Let me just make it as easy as I possibly can for you. It's that feeling inside of you that gives you hope, that gives you just a little bit of feeling like everything's going to be okay. Like whatever I'm going through right now is going to pass, but for some reason I know it's going to be okay. That feeling, that little bit is the Father speaking over you saying, I love you. And we make it harder than it needs to be. Each and every one of you wants to hear this audible voice that just says, Hey, Eric, I'm God. My voice, I'm speaking to you. I love you. Got it. Make it so much easier, right? But let me tell you this. Because of the cross, he already told you that he loves you. Because of the cross, he said, I love you. You've already heard it. It's echoed in eternity now. Receive it. Welcome it. 
Thank you.